we were able to have our, our physical service for about three months, and I really enjoyed those services, and also meeting up with even our, our members, our family members here in Glad Tidings. Those were precious time, and we thank God that we were able to have it. And we were able to also have our uh, non-Malaysian friends join us for three times. And those above uh, 70, uh, the golden years, you know, the seniors in our church were able to join us just twice. And after that, you know, uh, last week, because of the spike in COVID-19 cases, we uh, suspended our physical service and went online. And uh, sure enough, the same day itself, on that evening, you know, our, our nation, uh, or rather the health ministry and uh, the Putrajaya announced CMCO on Selangor. And so that's why we are coming to you online even today. But I know that even though the hall is empty, you are with me right where you are in your home, in your offices. And thank you for joining us. And uh, don't turn off, don't switch off. Stay with me. I have a very important word uh, uh, from the Lord even for each and every one of us. How fast things change. You know, last week uh, we had our missions uh, uh, emphasis with a speaker and I, I, I announced to you last week that this week, this Sunday, we are going to have our missions rally with the collection of, of our faith pledge for the coming year. But lo and behold, because of the CMCO, many lives are affected and we know that uh, uh, there are physical pain and there are economic pains and because of the fluid situation, uh, we do not want to uh, have or launch our faith pledge for this week. And so there has been a change of plan and we are not going to collect the faith pledge today. We are not going to emphasize on missions uh, for this week and we will postpone it to a, a future time. It may be, well, we do not, have, we have not set a date as yet. So continue to uh, 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 follow us and we'll keep you updated as to when we can do that. But I believe for the past few years itself concerning our faith pledge that even without the official faith pledge collection, the people of God here in Glad Tidings, we are a missions-minded church. You are a, uh, a missions-minded Christian and you have the heartbeat of God for missions and with or without the official pledge, you know, which is only to help us to tally the amount. I believe that you will continue to give unto the Lord in missions. Even though we are not having our faith pledge collection uh, for this week and uh, we do not know for how long, but our missions work continue. So I do pray that you will continue to, to, to uh, give even to the work of missions. There are so many exciting reports coming back to us. You know, even during this COVID-19 uh, period, uh, for this year itself, you know, uh, for example, in Vietnam, uh, about 300 over uh, people have come to know the Lord. 12 churches have been planted. And in another place, uh, 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 recently, 80 people were baptized in water. I saw the picture and it was just with just a, 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 a stream right, running through the countryside with very little water and yet they were able to baptize the people there. So I continue to encourage you to just give uh, for the work of missions even though we are not having the faith pledge. I know that the Lord will touch you and uh, we will continue to support, continue to increase even our missions work. In fact, for the month of October, we have just 
started a new outreach in Bidaho. You'll be excited to know about that. So let's continue to give unto the Lord, all right? And the Lord bless you. So you find that within a week, so many things have changed. Plans have changed, and I'm sure that you are used to that already. You know, do you have plans that you have to change? I'm sure that every one of us do have plans that have been affected. Now, this COVID-19, this tiny virus has caused so much upheaval and, uh, uh, and pain physically, economically, and also even societal anxiety. And it has caused nations and, and corporations and individuals to change their plan. It has affected us. Plans have been upended Dreams have been real. Some people are scared, living in uncertainty. Yes, we are living in uncertain times. And although we may have made plans yet, we are not sure whether these plans can be carried out. It may just change overnight. And this has become part of life even. There are many people who have been affected with the change of plan. Your business plan, your retirement plan, your family plan, your vacation plan. And especially affected are the wedding plans of couples who have planned to get married this year. But because of this COVID-19 and the various movement control order, you know, they have to keep on changing. One moment, it's open, yes, you know, but they, you know, and a few weeks later, with the developing situation, they were not able to have it. And working with the uh, uh, restaurants and other things is not easy, you know, but uh, praise the Lord. We know that God is still faithful and uh, we have uh, seen some couples getting married in spite of the difficulties. Congratulations to these couples. You have remained steadfast and uh, they, were, they have been happily married. Praise God for that. But plans have been turned upside down. And so this morning, I'd like to share with you on God has a plan. Many of us have plans. Now, in Malaysia, all the political parties have planned. They are busy planning to be part of the government or to take over the government or whatever it is or to remain in government. There are strategy planning going on at a frenzy pace. And individually, I believe that many of us have plans as well. But the important thing to know today is God has a plan. My text is taken from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 4 to verse 14. I will not be reading this text, but you can just follow along as I minister the word of the Lord. From this passage of scripture, of course, there is the famous verse, a very popular verse for Christians. And that is in Jeremiah Chapter 29, verse 11. This is one of the top five verses, popular verses among Christians, top of which is, I think, is John 3.16. But everybody loves Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And it says here, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope, and a future. We love this verse. It brings great encouragement to us, especially when our plans do not work out. 
when our plans turn topsy-turvy. It's good to know, as in the days of Jeremiah, so it is for us right now, God has a plan. Do you have your plan that has been upended and derailed? What plan are you on right now? Some of us are on to plan B, C, D, or even S, Y, Z already. But guess what? God's plan remains steadfast and sure. God says, I know, I know the plans I have for you. And that is from the Creator, our Creator, Sustainer, Almighty God, Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai. And He says to us today, I know the plans. God does not have to second guess His plan for the world and for you. How terrible it is to place our life into the hands of somebody who have to second guess His plan for us. But God is not like that. God says, I know. We do not know. But God knows the plans. And He does not have to refer or consult a strategic planning committee to know the plan that He has for this nation, for your life, for the church, or for anything for that matters. He says, I know. <clears throat> I know the plans I have for you. And they are good to bless and to prosper. Guess what? Unlike human beings, God does not have a plan B. Never has and never will because He doesn't need it. He has only the plan and it always works out perfectly the way that He has wanted it, the way that He has planned it. He is sovereign and nobody can be real or upset or defeat God's plan. I know the plans, God says. Praise God. This really gives us certainty in an uncertain times. And what are these plans? In the New International Version, it says, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. In the New King James Version, it says, thoughts of peace and not of evil. In the English Standard Version, it says, plans for welfare and not for evil. And every one of these translations says, to give you a future and a hope. So we have here, prosper, peace, welfare. But the Hebrew word that comes out strongly is very significant. What is God's plan? God's plan is shalom. Shalom. 
Type in the word shalom, even as you join us in the online chat. Shalom, shalom, peace, well-being, wholeness, completeness. When you experience and when you know the shalom of God, you have everything. So one comprehensive word to cover God's plan even for this world and for our lives. How comforting, how good it is to know that in this messed up world, God speaks His shalom to each and every one of us and His, pla and His plan has not change. So we think that we have everything with God's shalom. But guess what? Many times our understanding is limited. Yes, God has a plan, but His plan may be different from what we are thinking. You see, many times we like to take a verse and just, and just cherry pick that verse or that passage, and just uh, 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 apply it to our own self without understanding the context of that verse. And Jeremiah 29 verse 11 is one of those verses. You have to understand the context of what Jeremiah is writing when he says God has a plan. God knows the plans that He has for us. And it is a very different plan. This was God's plan. Many times we don't understand. And many times we refuse to accept. You see, Jeremiah was writing to a group of his fellow men who had been taken captive out of their own country, Jerusalem. and transported, or rather deported, 400 miles east of Jerusalem to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar, in 597 BC, have raised and plundered Jerusalem and have deported to his own land, Babylon, the best, the cream of the population, the intelligentsia, the seniors, the craftsmen, the best and the most talented of the land. He has deported, leaving behind only the poor in Jerusalem. And so it was there that Jeremiah spoke this verse to bring hope and comfort to the people. What they have experienced is mind-boggling and disturbing. They have lost everything. They have lost their land. They have lost their home. They have lost their job. They have lost their business. And they may even have lost their family. And now they are in a strange land. And here comes Jeremiah who says to them, God says to you, I know the plans I have for you. And they were baffled. Jeremiah, you must be kidding. 
What kind of a plan is this? We have lost everything. You see, many times, God uses what and whom, and He moves when He pleases to fulfill His plan. He would use a cruel and wicked king like Nebuchadnezzar. And after that, he would raise up Cyrus the Great of Persia to bring his people back to Jerusalem. God knows everything. Way, way ahead before it even happens is all part of God's plan. And so many times we don't understand it. When we do not know what or why, we must always remember God has a plan. We can't understand what is happening in our land politically. Remember, God has a plan. We don't understand what is happening to the world with this pandemic that has affected the entire world. I don't understand. But remember, God has a plan. He must have a plan because we are experiencing something that the world has never experienced before. He has a big plan. And I'm just waiting to see what it is. But we have this assurance, God always has a plan. None of these things take Him by surprise. The question for us now is, how do we live out God's plan? If God has a plan, whatever that may be, good or bad, positive, negative, how do I live out God's plan? How do we embrace God's plan? How do we embrace the future that God has for us? This is what we call in the meantime. Living in the meantime. God has an ultimate plan. We do not understand fully. But what is happening right now is God's present plan. And we are living in the meantime. The first thing we need to do, living in the meantime, in God's plan, is to face it. Face it. Face reality. Face the facts. Many people do not want to accept the facts. They try to in interpret in their own way. In fact, Scott Peck tells us that those people who do not want to face reality are in danger of having a mental breakdown. So Jeremiah pointed out the facts to them. They, do, they may not like it, but this is it. You see, in Jeremiah chapter 
28, verse 3. There was a man, a prophet, by the name of Hanani. And he has prophesied to the people. Don't worry. This captivity, this difficulty, this problem that we are facing will last only a short while. In fact, he specifically mentioned only two years. And after two years, everything will be back to normal. Jeremiah had to confront him in, and in verse 15 of chapter 28. He said, Hanani, you are prophesying a lie. And you are causing the people to trust in a lie and not face the reality. During this time, there will be a lot of prophecies as well. And some of us who are so savvy to go in online, you not only attend one church, you attend so many different churches, you can just travel anywhere and watch any services. Be careful. There'll be some false prophets out there as well. Don't just eat, drink, and swallow everything. Check it with the word of the Lord. Not everything is gospel truth. And in the time of Jeremiah, there was one hand and eye that says, only two years and everything will be back to normal. Well, two years. If you are under lockdown, MCO, CMCO is terrible enough. We have gone through that and now we are going through again and I pray that this will end soon. But it is terrible. Two years is terrible. For us, a few weeks also, we feel like, hi, I can't live in this manner. It's terrible. But here comes Jeremiah and says, it's not just for two years. It's for 70 years. 70 years? Oh, no. And this is God's plan? Yes, you have to face reality. Don't think that your, what we are going through right now will be just short-lived. It will be for 70 years and most of you will not leave to go back to Jerusalem. Your children, your grandchildren will. But the people would not face reality. And the reason why God gave 70 years, according to 2 Chronicles chapter 36, verse 21 here, is because they have neglected the Sabbath. They have followed after other gods. They worship idols. And so they were stuck in Babylon. And they will be there for a long time. They couldn't accept the reality. That's why in Psalms 137, verse 1 to verse 4, they said, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat and there we wept. We can't live like this. And they say, we have hung up our hubs by the willow trees. In other words, they have stopped singing. They have stopped singing. They couldn't accept it. They says, how can we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Sometimes, when suffering or bad times, difficult times happen. It's so hard for us to accept it. 
But be courageous, people of God. Let's face it. We do not know how long this pandemic will last. Prayerfully, it will not even last two years. Definitely not 70 years. But God knows the plan. He knows. And He's in control. In the meantime, we have to face it. This will be around for a while. So what do we do? Just face it, accept it, and do nothing? No. God says, you have to live it. Live your life in the midst of the calamities, in the midst of the tragedies and miseries. Verse 5 tells us, build houses and live in them. Don't suspend, don't stop all your activities. Carry on your life. Plant gardens and eat their producers. Marry and raise up your children, raise a family, multiply. Not decrease, but multiply. In other words, carry on your life. Don't put your life on hold just because of the situation. When we face difficult times, remember, the same cloud that brings us shade and comfort will also and can also produce lightning, rain, and thunder. There will be many road bombs or speed bombs in life. But these speed bombs are not meant to stop us from moving. They will only make us to be more observant, to be more careful. And so when you face difficulties, don't just give up. Don't go into depression. Don't go into isolation. But continue your life. Continue living in the hope, in the power, in the strength that God gives to us. And something good will definitely come out of it. So God wants us to live our life, even in this pandemic. Don't be so scared of it until it affected your entire life and you no longer have a life. What God is saying is, there will be hard times. There will be difficult times. Some of you have lost your job. Some of you are struggling financially, relationally, in many areas. Difficult times are ahead. But don't let this pull you down or stop you from living your life. When God says, I will bless you. I will prosper you. It doesn't mean that everything will go smooth sailing. It doesn't mean that everything will turn your way. No. We must be prepared. But let's continue to live our life in the way that God wants us to. 
to continue to draw close to Him and do what He wants us to do. And He even wants us to seek the welfare of the city. Seek the welfare of Malaysia. Continue to pray. Pray and pray for Malaysia and for the nations of the world. For as the nation prospers, you will prosper. See the welfare of the family and your welfare will be taken care of as well. So let's continue to live. Do not be scared at all. Go, if you have lost your job, seek ways and means even for a new chapter in your life perhaps it will be very, very challenging but it's not impossible and now you understand that God has a plan for you no matter what your circumstances and He will pull you through and we have to believe as well believe God says, I have a plan for you do you trust God? Do you believe Him and His Word? He will keep His promise. God will never falters. God never fails. God never forfeits His Word. It will come to pass. And so during those difficult times, there were others who were affected, not just Jeremiah. But Jeremiah went through it all. 40 years of ministry and it came to that captivity. 40 years. Sometimes we wonder about God's plan, isn't it? You do and do, you plan and plan and it came to that. It's okay. God has a plan. I say it to you again. It's okay. Believe that God has a plan. In the conclusion of his life and ministry, Jeremiah wrote Lamentations. From the heart of a weeping prophet. And in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21, he says, or rather verse 20, he talks about his affliction. He remembers his affliction and his wanderings. And he says, it hurts. It hurts his soul so much. So painful. But in verse 21, chapter 3, Lamentations, he says, when I recall to my mind, then I have hope. What did he recall in his mind? Not just the suffering and the pain. Not just those times when he was thrown into the pit and in prison. But he says, I recall in my mind this and I have hope. What is this? This that gave him hope. He says in verse 22, 23, 24, 
I remember, I recall the steadfast love of God. And I believe in it. The steadfast love of God. And I recall to my mind the faithfulness of God, which is new every morning. Oh, he believed in the faithfulness of God. He held on to the faithfulness of God that what God has said, He will bring to pass. He will not forsake. He will not neglect His people. His plan will come to pass. Do you believe? Hold on. God is faithful. We haven't seen everything yet. So let's not jump to conclusion. He has and will have the final say. God has a plan. Even in our meantime. So what else do we do? The Bible exhorts us to seek God. We seek God because He always has a plan for us. He always has a plan for us. But that doesn't mean, well, in that case, Lord, there's nothing I need to do. Predestination. My destiny is already determined. My fate is already determined. No, no, no. There is still the part that you have to do. And that is to seek God and His plan for your life. And for the nation. And for the nations of the world. When we seek God, it is almost like we are downloading the plan of God into our life and into and releasing even this download even into the world in our country. That's what happens when we seek God. So the Bible tells us in verse 12 to verse 14, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Wow. Three verses talking about the same thing over and over in different words. Call on me. Seek me. See. Trust. I will be found of you. That's the exhortation of God. We have our part to do. To seek God for His plan for your life and for what is happening around us. And we have to constantly do it. Never give up at all. Even when we don't see the immediate results, let's seek Him. Another prophet who went through the Babylonian captivity as well is Habakkuk. You read in Habakkuk chapter 1, oh, he couldn't understand how God could use the wicked Babylonians to take his people into captivity. And he described the atrocities of the Babylonians in Habakkuk chapter 1. In chapter 2, he says, God, I don't understand. But I'll wait. 
I'll wait for that vision. And in chapter 3, verse 16, he lamented and says, Though the fig tree does not produce its bud, and the olive tree does not bear fruit, and the food is gone, though there is no sheep in the pen, yet I will wait upon you, Lord, and I will rejoice in you. I will wait upon you and I will rejoice in you because I know, I know that I know that you know the plan you have for me. And that is good enough. So brothers and sisters, when we are caught into uncertain times, remember, God has a plan. Seek Him and trust Him. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding. Trust in the plan of the Lord and lean not upon your own plans. And it continues to say, commit your ways unto the Lord and He will direct your path, or He will make your path straight. Commit your plans unto the Lord, and He will direct your plan. It doesn't mean that we don't have to plan, we don't have to do anything. And this is one thing I, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, have always been my guiding principle. I do what I have to do, I live my life, I seek God, and I commit everything to Him. And guess what? When you do that, yeah, there may be difficulties and certain things may not work out. And even my plans sometimes may not be the right plans. But guess what? God says and God promised He will direct your path. He will bring you back to His plan. And you will fulfill it. So do that, brothers and sisters. Commit everything unto the Lord. Seek Him. He will direct your ways into His plan. And His plan is always shalom. To give you a future and a hope. God's plan for you is there. God's plan has always included you. His shalom is there for you. For those of you who do not know Jesus Christ as yet, let me say that God's plan has always included Jesus in your life. God's plan has always included Jesus coming to this world. God's plan has always included Jesus dying on the cross to take away our sins so that we may have the shalom, the peace of God. God's plan has always included Jesus raised from the dead to give us life forevermore. God's plan has always included Jesus as the shepherd of your soul 
to lead you, to guide you, to direct you, to reveal His plan for your life. He has a plan for you. But that can happen only when you know Jesus Christ. Do you know Him? For those of you who do not know Jesus as yet, I'd like to pray for you, to have this opportunity to, to pray with you. If you'd like to invite Jesus into your life right now, right where you are, in your home or in your car, wherever you are, it can happen. The greatest thing can happen when you get involved and get connected into the plan of God for your life. It begins with Jesus. Will you receive Him as your Lord and Savior and as your guide? If you like to do that, please pray with me right now. Everywhere, wherever you are, just pray, pray this prayer in this simple manner. Jesus will come in and He will reveal that plan of God for your life. It's a wonderful plan of salvation and blessings. Pray with me. Dear God, I'm so sorry. I've sinned against you. But I thank you that you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sins. I confess I'm a sinner. I confess Jesus Christ is my Savior and my Lord and I receive Him into my life right now. Thank you for the forgiveness of my sins. Thank you that you have a plan for me. Reveal it for my life and I will follow wholeheartedly after you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, I ask and pray. If you have prayed a prayer, congratulations. The greatest thing has happened and God has already downloaded into your life the beginning even of His great plan for you. But now, uh, just indicate to us, all right, in the, in, the, uh, in the communication chat there that you have received Jesus Christ and we'd like to keep in touch with you. But now let me pray for every one of you right where you are. Those of you whose plans have turned topsy-turvy and uh, you don't know what is happening and uh, those of you who have been so badly affected and you, wonder, you are wondering what is happening. Let me, let, let me pray with you right now. Whatever circumstances you are facing, that the plan of God will still be carried out and fulfilled in your life and He will bless and prosper and grant you His shalom in whatever that you are doing. Hallelujah. Just, just stand with me right now where you are at home and other places. If you can, just stand with me and raise, raise your hands unto the Lord. Even as you reach out to God, His presence is there with you right where you are. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for your people. Even right now, we reach out to you, dear Lord. You are the only one who knows everything, dear Lord. And you know the plan that you have for us. Lord, whatever difficulties and tough times that some of us may be facing right now, dear God, I pray, dear Father, that you will sustain. Your faithfulness will be revealed to them, dear Lord. You will heal, you will provide, dear Lord, in your own way. You will make a way when there seems to be no way. You will grant, Lord, in spite of everything, the joy of the Lord to be within their hearts, dear Lord. 
that Lord, none of these things will weigh down their spirit, but their eyes will be lifted up unto you, Jesus, the one who says, I know the plans I have for you. We receive it right now, dear Lord, and I speak the power, the provision of God into each and every person. Thank you, dear Lord. You are doing it right now because you are able, dear Lord, and you love each and every one of us. We embrace your plan, dear Lord, for our lives. We commit everything to you. Have your own way, dear Father, and we'll give you the glory and we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Everybody say, Amen. Amen.